Welcome to the Becoming Infinite Podcast. I'm Cooper Gillespie, a manifestation, mindset, and abundance mentor, and modern mystic living in California's high desert. I believe every person has the power to create the life of their dreams by tapping into the infinite part of themselves. This show is here to inspire you to do just that. So each week we'll explore tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use for your expansion. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, hey. How is everyone doing today? Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to spend it with me. It means so much to me because I know you're hecka, I was going to say hecka, that's not a word, hella, I guess hella, hella busy, right? And so I really, really appreciate it. Also, this week is the final week to apply for the Academy of Infinite Abundance Manifestation Mentorship. If you're interested, I'll put a link in the show notes, check it out. I'm so excited about it. We're going to kick off next week and transform our lives, y'all. So if you're ready for transformation, if you want to be mentored by me one-to-one, check out the Academy of Infinite Abundance. All right. To that end, I wanted to talk today about developing your intuition because when we're young, we get uh, told by very well-meaning adults that we need to stuff our intuition down. Now, they might not necessarily tell us that outright, but we receive powerful messages growing up that we need to sort of squash our emotions, turn down our intuition. We don't know what's best for us, right? Other people know what's best for us. We get that a lot in school for better or for worse, right? Like suddenly you don't know when the best time for you to eat is school does, or you don't know what the best subjects for you might be to study school does, right? So we get taught from a very early age to ignore our intuition. And intuition is a very powerful part of the manifestation process. It's really important to be able to tune in to what we really want, what our soul or our higher self, whatever you want to call it, really wants to do in this life. Because, and I've certainly had this experience, which is why I'm so passionate about talking about it. But you know, a lot of times we will live our lives for other people, for what they expect of us, you know, go get the job with the pension and this and that, because, you know, your parents want you to. And a lot of us have succumbed to that pressure or, you know, to our outside wills, wills other than our own. And meanwhile, our intuition is screaming at us, right? screaming at us, we become, at least for me, I became wildly unhealthy when I tried to live my life against my intuition. I became very unhappy. I became unhealthy. I just was pretty much miserable. And that's because I wasn't listening to myself. You know, my higher self was like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing with your life. You are not supposed to be punching a clock. That's just not who you are. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. But society, our parents, maybe even some friends all have these expectations of us. And it's easy, especially if you're someone who was really never allowed to have their own opinion growing up. I'm raising my hand right here. (laughs) But, you know, especially if you're one of those people, it becomes um, hard to distinguish your own voice, hard to really know how to listen to yourself and what you need for you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about intuition because we all have intuition, whether we choose to listen to it or not. 
your intuition is like that gut feeling, right? That natural instinct or that hunch that you should, you know, go down a certain road, or maybe you shouldn't be working at that job, or, you know, maybe there's a life choice that needs some more attention and care. And spiritually speaking, intuition is radically powerful, especially when you learn how to strengthen it. It will guide you in the right direction. It will offer you assistance when choosing what to do with your life in ways you won't even, you don't have to ask it. It will just guide you. So I wanted to talk about some helpful ways to start developing and strengthening your intuition. So number one, this is probably my number one practice for life in general, but certainly it helps to strengthen your intuition, is to meditate meditate and be mindful of your senses. Be mindful of what your body is trying to tell you. There is so much wisdom that lives in our bodies. And a lot of us have been taught to to not pay attention to our bodies, right? And so even cultivating a practice of when your body tells you, you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, don't hold it. Or when your body tells you you're hungry, eat when you're hungry. And don't eat when you're not hungry. Now, this sounds elementary, right? It sounds like very simple, but a lot of us have been taught not to pay attention to our bodies and we don't do those things. And so just making those simple changes can help you tune in to being mindful of your body. You're probably a very naturally intuitive person, but you may not realize it. And so by being mindful, by slowing down and really paying attention, you can really cultivate your intuition. Even if you live in a you know, very loud, noisy city, or you have a really hectic and high-stress job, and <laughs> as you tune more into your intuition, you may decide maybe a high-stress job isn't for you. Maybe it is. I don't know. But so meditation is a really powerful thing you can do. And a lot of people have an idea of sitting in silence with meditation, which is fine. You can do it that way, or you can practice mantra meditation. So you just get quiet and you just want to tune your awareness to your breath. So just focusing on the breathing in and out, and you'll want to roll your eyes sort of up to your third eye space, even though um, you have them closed, you'll still roll them up to the third eye space. And as you're breathing, you can be thinking a mantra and this can be simple. It doesn't have to be a Sanskrit mantra or anything like that. You can literally just think the mantra, I am. If you want to think a mantra that you really understand the meaning of, you can just simply think, I am, I am. And so on each breath, you'll just think the mantra and just repeat that mantra to yourself. And what the mantra does, it's so powerful. It unites the left and right hemispheres of your brain, believe it or not. It uh, unites the divine masculine and the divine feminine within you. I'm not talking about gender there. I'm talking about the masculine and feminine energies that we all have. And it really brings your brain into a very coherent state. So it's a beautiful way to practice meditation. And as you're breathing and as you're repeating your mantra silently to yourself, you, you know, just start to notice if your thoughts drift off and maybe drift away from the mantra for a minute, that's okay. You can just bring them back to the mantra once you realize that and continue your practice. 
Because the thing about meditation is it's not about being perfect, (laughs) right? You can't win at meditation. It's about cultivating awareness. It's about cultivating being present in the present moment. And so by noticing when your thoughts drift and then gently bringing them back to the mantra and continuing your breath, you're just noticing, hey, I wasn't being present for a moment. I'm going to come back to being present. And what you're doing is you're practicing being present. And as you practice, you become better and better at it until, you know, eventually it will just be second nature to be fully embodied and fully present in the moment. So it also has the added benefit of really allowing you to trust in yourself more. So I highly, highly, highly recommend meditation, even if you just do five minutes a day, even if that's all you have time for. Take those five minutes. If you can do five minutes twice a day, even better. And then up your time from there. I'm a practitioner of transcendental meditation, and I was taught not to do more than 20 minutes two times a day. I mean, you can, but the 20 minutes two times a day is like the sweet spot. So if you decide that you really want to go, you know, headfirst into meditation, that could be a goal to work toward, but certainly not. I know some people get freaked out by it because they've heard of people meditating for like two hours or something. And (laughs) I don't want to say there's such a thing as too much meditation, but you don't have to do that much is what I'm saying. Even one minute will help if you do it every day, because it's the practice over time that creates the change. All right. Next, I want you to pay attention to when your intuition serves you. Because there are probably times in your life when you followed your gut and you didn't realize necessarily that it was your intuition speaking to you. Speaking of gut, we actually have three brains, (laughs) not traditional brains, but they say that we have a gut brain. It's sort of like a, a gut center and your gut actually does speak to you. And so now is a really good time to start paying attention to these moments when your gut is speaking to you and keeping a record of them. And every time you turn out Every time you make a decision, pardon me, that turns out to be in your favor, write it down and then look back on what was going on at the time and the signs that you were given. For example, maybe one day you just decided for no like reason that you could tell necessarily to take a different route to work. And there was no reason for you to want to change which way you drive since you always go the same way. But on this particular day, you just had a feeling you needed to go a different way. So you turn down a different street. And then later that day, you discover that maybe there was a really bad car accident on the route that you normally take, right? That's one way that your gut can speak to you. I mean, you know, it it could happen a lot of different ways. That's just an example. It could be much something even smaller than that, right? But pay attention to when your gut is speaking to you. And when it turns out that listening to your gut really served you, listening to your intuition really served you, And then just make note of it. And you'll see, you'll start to notice how your intuition speaks to you. Because how your intuition speaks to you could be different from how mine speaks to me. So it's important to kind of learn how yours speaks to you. The next thing I'd like you to think about is to learn the difference between intuition and fear. So something that's really important to keep in mind is that Sometimes it's your fears or your anxieties speaking to you, not your intuition. And this trips a lot of people up because then they feel like they don't know what to trust. So here are some things to consider when deciding what voice is actually talking to you. Intuition will always feel positive and light. 
while fear will always feel negative and dark. If your instincts are controlled more by quick action and strong emotions, it's probably from fear. But if it comes from a place of going with your gut, it's probably your intuition. If the thought of a decision makes you feel calm and relaxed, it's your intuition. But if it brings on severe anxiety or worry, that's probably fear. If you get lost in a circle of thoughts and you just can't get out of it, you can't figure it out, that's your fear for sure. But if it feels comfortable and natural and it just feels right, that's your intuition. So hopefully those uh, tips will help you be able to distinguish the difference because that can really trip people up. And then finally, let go of resistance. One of the hardest parts of developing and growing your intuition is avoiding resistance. You know, as humans, we have our beautiful minds, <laughs> which love to overthink. We love to think of all the possible scenarios. And a lot of us constantly doubt our own minds. And there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, we, we think something like 50,000 thoughts a day. And did you know that 80% of those thoughts are negative? Why? Why would that be? Well, you know, millennia ago when we had to watch out for you know, tigers and bears or whatever trying to eat us, you know, thinking, you know, being afraid there was a bear or a tiger or whatever behind every bush and always looking for the negative scenario kept us alive. It helped us survive. So that was a great evolutionary survival mechanism. But now we don't have to be afraid of those things anymore. And we're on our brains still work like that. And so, you know, it's important to, to not doubt yourself to when you have these thoughts where you are resisting your intuition, or when you're having these negative thoughts to just thank them, you can notice them and say, thank you. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. Okay. I'm going to, uh, (laughs) I'm going to listen to my intuition. So if your intuition is telling you one thing and your mind is telling you another, the best thing you can do is just release resistance. Follow your gut, follow your intuition. It will never lead you wrong and let go of the fears, let go of the what ifs, let go of the self-doubt, let go of all that stuff that doesn't serve you and move toward the light, as, as they say, move toward the feelings that feel positive, that feel light, that feeling inside that you just know you should do something or something like that, you know, that follow, follow your intuition because your intuition is your highest self talking to you and it will not lead you wrong. All right. So hopefully those tips helped you Think about how to develop your intuition. I have so much love for you. I appreciate you spending this time with me today. Go apply for the Academy of Infinite Abundance if you'd like for me to work with you one-on-one on being your manifestation mentor. And I will talk to you next week. Until next time. 